New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Gabrielle Glancy, and she's the author of I'm Already Disturbed, Please Come In, Parasites, Social Media, and Other Planetary Disturbances, a memoir of sorts. Gabrielle, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. You had suffered from quite a few years of an undiagnosed illness, and you describe it in your book as as days passing like swimming in a warm sea of hazy light. <laughs> That's pretty substantial to just be kind of out of it for that long, for I think almost three years, <laughs> where you're just kind of going through this hazy fog. What was that like? Well, I had various symptoms, which I kept uh, describing over and over to the doctors. I would have episodes. My stomach would blow up. I would get very weak. I had palpitations. My jaw would tighten. I was unable to speak. And my consciousness would pull back and sort of recede until I almost lost consciousness. And when I wasn't having an episode, I was kind of in a semi-conscious, semi-unconscious state a lot of the time. I was so thoroughly depleted that I was on the border of losing consciousness pretty much all the time. And then sometimes it just got pushed a little further, and then I would really begin to go out. These, like, symptoms, they would happen, like, hundreds, maybe a thousand times a day. I mean, it would just be relentless. Yes, Yes. I mean, the severe episodes could happen maybe two or three or four or five times a day. The palpitations, that feeling of beginning to lose consciousness, I just lived with that. In your book, I must say, it's a combination of a description of this and going to many, many, many doctors and getting all sorts of diagnosis, which did not really apply to the ultimate diagnosis, which was that you were suffering from a parasite. But in doing that, you only had energy, not for all the writing that you do, but mostly Facebook. And so the book is a combination of your writing about what you were going through and these Facebook images. You took screenshots of Facebook images And one of the images that you used, which I thought was just fascinating, it was called Weird Creatures, 86 (laughs) million years old and still breathing that they pulled up from the ocean muck. (laughs) So that was just, why did you pick this one and what did it tell you about what was going on with you? 
Well, it's interesting because at this time, you know, I'm a writer, so I, I write, but I was too weak to really write, although in the moments when I had strength, I knew I wanted to get this down. This book must be written because this can't continue to go on behind closed doors. Um, I need to make this public. It's very important. So whenever I had strength, I did try to write about my doctor visits and the symptoms that I was feeling and my experience, but there, there were only very brief moments during the illness until I started getting better that I was able to do this. Nonetheless, my own creative juices were kind of percolating a little bit at times when I had a bit of strength, and I noticed that I was collecting Facebook images. It seemed at the time that I was collecting them randomly, and I had no idea what I was ever going to do with them. I would just take screenshots of whatever caught my fancy. I had no idea why I was taking it. I put it in a folder that said Facebook images, and I didn't know what even what I was doing. It was only later that I realized that... In some way, by doing that, I was listening to the sort of deeper calling of my being, and it was being reflected in what I was choosing to preserve and take screenshots of. And then later I realized that actually Facebook itself and social media has a parasitic quality and that there was actually unconsciously a parallel between what was happening inside me and what I was actually doing by collecting the images. In this one, Gabrielle, I would suggest that possibly it meant that, I mean, here you've been down in the muck of the ocean just like almost inert but there is, even after 86 million years, which it must have felt like, <laughs> yes. uh, that I'm still breathing. Yes. I mean, I'm, I think... sl- I'm still breathing. That must have, when it was all said and done, there was a little glimmer of hope there. Yes. I think that's very apt. That's exactly yeah. right. I think I really related to that creature who had been found after 86 million years to still be alive. There's another part of the book where you talk about what was going on with you, felt like an alien being in you, eating you up. And you, you mentioned it in conjunction, and I think you even told a doctor, I feel like I'm being haunted and a, you described an old office of yours. So do you remember that? Oh, yes, yes. That was an amazing encounter I had with my cardiologist because I had palpitations constantly. So I had a lot of EKGs and I had an echocardiogram and they were, you know, checking my heart. And she said to me, um, do you do anything like meditation or yoga or anything? And I said, mm, I know I should, but I don't really do it formally. Mm, she said. I said, why do you ask me that? She said, mm, I don't know. And then I remembered, I said, I had this experience recently that I had been in this office and I felt like I was never alone there. And I told an office mate about it and she said, oh yeah, um, a guy had a heart attack and dropped dead in your office a few years ago. And I said, oh, she said, maybe his spirit is there. She said, you should speak to his spirit. His name was Paul, to say, Paul, I'm here in this office. I respect your spirit. So I went to do this. You know, I, next time I came to the office, I spoke to Paul. And my cardiologist, when I was telling the story, said to me, it wasn't Paul. And I said, right. How did you know? She said, I knew. And I said, yeah, I was in the office, and I, I was talking to Paul. 
Paul's spirit, as it were, and I got a message that it wasn't Paul's spirit that was haunting the office, that Paul had a heart attack in the office because the office was haunted. And I was like, oh, my God, the cardiologist, I don't know how she sensed what I was telling her. I never went back to that office, actually. Right. And then the cardiologist said to me, you're a picture of health. She said, you're not going <laughs> to die of a heart attack. Sorry to tell you, you'll die of something else. Just she was amazing, the, I, yeah, actually. Yeah. I, I didn't have heart problems. She was yeah, right. She was right. But in that haunting and you're coming in touch with that, that could have been what was going on in your own body. Yes. So I was, I guess in a manner of speaking, you could say I was haunted. I was definitely possessed by alien creatures who were consuming my food uh, and, you know, making me really, really, really sick. I mean, I often think that the doctors maybe didn't believe me because I have such a vivid and graphic way of describing things um, and such a vivid imagination, and I'm a writer after all, so I probably just was very dramatic in the way that I was saying, I don't know, I just feel possessed by something, you know, and they just cocked their heads and looked at me like, uh-huh. Huh? You know, they never said, really? You know, what does it feel like? Well, I don't know. My stomach is churning. And then I start to pass out, you know. Then you'd have doctors say, oh, well, you're having an anxiety attack. Yes. It's got to be so frustrating to know that there is something really wrong and not get any sort of confirmation until finally you found a doctor who asked the question, you know, what do you think is wrong with you? And he suggested that you have a stool test. He recognized that, oh, maybe this is a parasite. Yes. At least to check it out. Yes. Well, his name is Chris Cresser. He happens to be here in the Bay Area, and he's now really world-known. And when I saw him years ago, he was taking new patients. He's not even taking new patients now, so he's he's very, very well known. He had suffered from parasites himself. I think he went to Bali or Indonesia uh, as a young man, and so he recognized it. I mean, I was just lucky to happen upon him. He's a functional medicine guru, really, so he kind of is an out-of-the-box thinker anyway. And then my symptoms must have resonated with what he had already experienced and went through a healing journey and eventually became a healer himself as a result of it. And I think in that case, it was just really lucky that a friend of mine, you know, had recommended him and that he was able to see the light, you know, and I did a very sensitive stool test that was sent to Duluth, Georgia. Three weeks later, it came back and he was right on the money. It was parasites. So do you still use Facebook? I mean, I know that you, you used it extensively at that time because it was all you could do. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about social media? Well, I am still on Facebook. Facebook is like what used to be taking a walk in the town square and overhearing conversations or talking to people you know even not that well who tell you what's going on in the next village or whatever. So I do use it as a kind of one of my uh, various ways of getting news and getting human interest news particularly um, and also to keep up with friends in all over the world and all over, you know, all over the country and all over the planet. I have a more um, circumspect, more 
considered view of it than I had before all this happened because I started taking a look at it. But I think it's a valuable resource. Well, it certainly doesn't replace actual physical contact with friends that we need to somehow make time in our very busy schedules to actually have. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think what's really interesting, too, about Facebook is Facebook doesn't claim to be the New York Times, right? <laughs> right. It's not like where you really need to get your news. But the fact of the matter is that news is a lot like Facebook, but it doesn't appear to be. So I think that if nothing else, I learned that too, or it made me reflect on it, which is that, you know, you you get your news from Facebook. That's ridiculous. That's just people posting what they're interested in. It's their own point of view on it. And they're, well, I think that media in general, that's what it's like, only it it's parading around as being objective. So it's like it's all Facebook in a way. Andrew Weil has suggested, as well as many others, that we take a media fast and take some time out and be with ourselves and especially be with nature. So I just want to thank you so much for putting this down and documenting your own journey to wellness from this debilitating illness that just was undiagnosed for so long and coming back from it. I'm just very grateful that you put that down. Thank Thanks, you so Justine. much. I've been speaking with Gabrielle Glancy, and she's the author of I'm Already Disturbed, Please Come In, Parasites, Social Media, and Other Planetary Disturbances, a Memoir of Sorts. And if you'd like to know more about her work, you can go to her website, gabrielleglancy.com. That's Glancy spelled with a G, Gabrielle Glancy, G-L-A-N-C-Y. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe. And please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.